Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's no one way to parent, especially during a pandemic. We're all just doing the best we can. So if I happen to post something that really resonates with somebody as they see it, like, great. I'm, I'm glad that I posted that and shared it with people. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming Today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Letitia Barr, an expert on digital parenting, about how many of our responsibilities can we realistically yet responsibly outsource to um, artificial intelligence? I can't believe I'm actually asking that question, but I think everybody needs a helping hand right now. Can Alexa help us to parent, Letitia? Oh my gosh. I think in this day and age, absolutely we can use the wonders of technology and artificial intelligence to parent. You're right. We need a helping hand wherever we can get it. So why not, right? It's so funny. I never even thought of this. I mean, I always have Alexa play like silly music so we can dance and everything. But I was reading this article, which is, I found it mind boggling of all the different things that Alexa and other home assistants, smart speakers, et cetera, can help you with. And first of all, one mom was saying you can constantly use the timer. So for instance, if you have a really hard time getting your kids ready for school, just keep setting timers and then the kids will respond to Alexa's buzzing when they know they have to do things. And this way, mom isn't constantly saying five more minutes. And then, you know, you're making your coffee five minutes becomes 10 minutes. Everybody's late. You know the deal. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, I think that's such a great use of Alexa. And sometimes we get tired of being that nag and sometimes just having another voice, whether it's Alexa's or, you know, having Alexa's voice verifies, diversifies things a little bit in your house. So it's not always you who has to be the nag. Put Put the onus on Alexa from time to time and maybe the kids will listen a little better. I know another really great use of Alexa with online school has been parents setting reminders for when kids have different subjects. So you can certainly preset all of those reminders and alarms. So that way you're, you know, you're not having to interrupt a work call. You're not having to interrupt your workday quite as much because those things will just become part of your daily rhythm as you set those up. So it does take a little bit of work ahead of time, but you know what, why not use these technologies to help us through, get through the day to day? If anything, it offers consistency. I I will say that. Um, My issue right now is the use of YouTube with my children. Look, I get it. Everybody needs a break. They need a break and they need to just sit and be mindlessly entertained now and then. And I sometimes need some peace. I need to do work, cook dinner, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay giving YouTube or some sort of device. The issue is I can't take it away from them. (laughs) <laughs> that is a really tricky thing to do. Now, remind me again, how old are your kids? We have a five and a two and a half year old. 
So five and two and a half, have you tried the YouTube Kids app? Because YouTube Kids has been really great and they've implemented so many more helpful features to parents. And one of the features that's on there is parental control. So you're, you can set, um, you can set content so that you can be in charge of the content that your kids are watching. You can set timers. You can do all these great things within the app. So that way it'll shut it down. And you're like, oh, well, your time is up. YouTube is, YouTube's going to sleep now or YouTube's taking a rest (laughs) right now, right? So you're not always the bad guy. But I love that those controls are built into YouTube Kids and it's not just something for little kids. There's actually YouTube Kids is aged up so that it's even perfect for tweens these days. You're very helpful to me because my daughter, who's five, but she's she's a mature five-year-old. She uh-huh. told me she doesn't do YouTube Kids anymore, Mom. I only do YouTube. Ah. And not only does she know the difference with what they look like, we hid YouTube you know, in a folder that she couldn't see, right. and she found it anyway. And she knows how to get to it just through the internet. So she only wants the regular YouTube. Right. I understand that. So it might be worth sitting down with her and taking a look at YouTube kids because there are different age profiles for kids. So she might be ready for the older profile, which has a little bit of a different look and feel than um, its predecessor for younger kids. So take a look at that. You can whitelist her favorite content creators. So their content always shows up, but still it's that safe space without everything all things YouTube, which we know she wants to go to. We know she can find it, but you still, you know, retain a little bit of control through YouTube kids. The other thing I had no idea of that existed and were used were podcasts for kids. And there's apparently a lot out there and they're pretty popular. Yes. One of my favorite story time podcast is called Circle Round. Circle Round is such a great story podcast and it's great for your kids' ages. And you can also listen to it through Alexa. So I know we started talking about Alexa early on, but you know what? Why not queue up your favorite podcast, listen to it through your Alexa. Your kids can listen to it in their own rooms if they have their own devices in their rooms. And it's just another voice reading to them another story. And so, you know, why not use these technologies and explain them to as many different things as you can, but in this nice kind of safe age appropriate way. So check out Circle Round. I think you'll really like it. The other ones I was reading up on, if anybody wants to write these down, would be Little Stories for Tiny People, Ear Snacks, which is a musical exploration of the world, and The Calm Kids, which I mean, especially with us being more cooped up inside now, my kids go crazy. That could I haven't tried it yet, but it could actually help them to relax. I want more recommendations from you, but first we have to take a quick break. More momming today right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back on We're Momming today with Letitia Barr talking about podcasts for kids of all ages. Do you have any more recommendations? I know you said Circle Round was pretty good. 
Yeah, Circle Round's my current favorite. I really love it. But I think all the ones that you suggested are really good. And I would encourage parents to visit Common Sense Media. Common Sense Media always is my go-to for age-appropriate recommendations for families. And you can very quickly at a glance find ones that are right for your age kids, whether you're looking for your two-year-old or you're looking for your five-year-old or you're looking for somebody who's older. um, Common Sense Media can definitely help with that. There was also, and I haven't tried this yet, but it's on my to-do list. There's an app called Kids Court where, Mm. you know, your siblings are fighting with each other and (laughs) you just, you're just throwing in the towel. You can't deal with it. They actually like, so one child explains to Alexa what happened and then the other child gives their side of the story and then Alexa does her thing and, you know, there's the verdict. (laughs) So it's like the people's court, if you remember Judge Wapner and people's court back in the day, but it's all done through AI and Alexa. That's kind of, that's kind of brilliant. So you as a parent are not always having to mediate. You can outsource that to Alexa and really make Alexa the bad guy in your house. That's what I'm I'm saying. The ability right now to basically outsource and outsource is the key word, almost all of our responsibilities from the basic (laughs) mundane grocery delivery to, you know, how to handle and mediate the fights in your house. Like, is it really technology to the rescue or are we overdoing it? You know, I think that there's a time and a place for technology. And I, I, you know, and I feel like as a family, you might really be into a certain use of Alexa. You know, you might be really relying on that kid's court um, if it's, if your kids are bickering just nonstop. So you might rely on that or you might, you know, it might kind of, I bet it probably ebbs and flows, right? So you're not always relying on things all the time. But I think right now when we are doing the best we can and parenting through a pandemic, um, why not use these uses of technology as best we can to help us as parents and to give our kids another voice of reason, especially when it comes to kids court and bickering, because gosh, I feel like the weather's getting colder and we're going to be inside more and more. And, you know, these feelings of just everybody on top of each other's tensions running high, um, you know, why not chill out with the calm app for kids? Why not just, you know, immediate problems through kids court and do all of these things as sanity savers, really? I think they're sanity savers. <laughs> I'm getting anxious about the winter because yesterday, and it's not winter yet where I am, but it was a rainy day. And I live in a part of New Jersey where on Sunday, most things are closed anyway. Um, the blue laws, they call it. Oh, Yes. And, and, you know, you're just limited in, in general right now. I mean, I'm not taking my children to the mall, even if it were mm-hmm. open, but, you know, that's totally fine. And some parents do that. The, the point is, it for us, it was like, okay, wow, we are stuck inside today, mm-hmm. all day. There is nothing to do. And I got really anxious because I had two kids that were just going insane and I didn't want to give them a screen, and I didn't. I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. But I, I, my question is, are there ways to give them a screen that are acceptable and even um, recommended right now? Absolutely. I mean, I think that screens can always be used productively or passively. And passively is when your kids are kind of just sitting and absorbing content for entertainment value. But anytime that they're productive through a screen is when they're actively listening, like whether they're listening to a podcast or if they're using YouTube to learn something about, you know, a favorite animal or a new skill. So that's productive screen time. And I think as parents, we have to look at screen time as being not all the same. 
And there's a time for passive screen time and there's a time for productive screen time. I know I just did this campaign with Lego Education and they have an amazing use through some of their STEM and building kids that, you know, your, your screen is guiding through kids through building, and then they have to code these, code these, um, creations so that they're using block programming to really program them and bring them to life. So I view that as, you know, building with physical Legos, but also using um, the Lego Spark app to um, the Spike Prime app to really build those creations and come to life. So that, to my, in my eyes, are, is productive screen time. But I think there's a time and a place for both. But then there's also a time where we want to completely unplug. And that's when I would recommend something like, I love Kiwi Crate because Kiwi Crate has those subscription boxes for all different ages. And so I would highly recommend if, you know, as a parent, get the, get the, get Kiwi Crate as a gift to yourself and to your kids, because you can get one for your two-year-old, you can get one to your five, for your five-year-old. And on a day where you just really want to have no screens whatsoever and you just want them to build and be creative, pull out that Kiwi crate that you got in the mail and you save that for, literally for a rainy day. And then that way you're not battling with screens and having that conversation and pulling your hair out and then outsourcing to Alexa to mediate your family battles. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I almost feel like we're going back to the way we are. We were in March and April with how it's feeling like it's shaping up with the change right. of the weather, rise in infections. And your, I, I always go to your Twitter page um, <laughs> at text savvy mama because you do put out really good ideas or different perspectives for moms to think about um as you're you know we're trying to raise healthy kids right now and you know there i think there's a limit to technology but ways to use it and and it's a good guide is there anything that you're working on right now that you wanted to share um, I'm working on holiday gift guides right now. It's one of the things that I've been doing ever since I started my blog in 2008. And the way I do gift guides is I curate age-appropriate gift guides. I have a gift guide just for preschoolers. I have one for early elementary ages, one's for tweens and one for teens. And then I have specialty gift guides. My STEM gift guide is always the most popular. And honestly, these are guides that I work on all year long. And they're full of gifts that I would buy for my kids and I would give to my nieces and nephews. So they're not things that are just purely product placement. I do get things that I look at very carefully, and there's a lot of things that don't make the cut. But for years and years, I've had families saying, when are your gift guides coming out? I need that list for this, you know, cousin who has a tween daughter, and I only have boys, right? So I don't know what to get or what. So I'm working on that right now. And I'm also putting together a gift guide this year of unplugged fun. So I think some really good manufacturers out there are ThinkFun. ThinkFun has really good logic, critical thinking games for all ages. So preschoolers all the way up to teens and really great um, things that develop critical thinking skills and problem solving skills in all ages. So ThinkFun has a great range of products and they're always heavily featured. I love them to death. Do you have any idea of when this gift guide is coming out? Before before Thanksgiving. I will be okay, publishing good. I'll be publishing on my Twitter as soon as they're available. And I link up all the guides together. So if you happen to catch the preschooler guide and you're really waiting for the tween guide, I do update all the links and things like that to make it easy for parents to find gifts. And if you have any questions, sometimes I do get very specific questions. I just got one from a reader who was like, my son is really into building computers. He really wants to build a computer. I have no idea where to start. Can you point me in the right direction? So I feel like that's going to be 
be a blog post in itself, <laughs> full of resources for families for older kids. But, you know, um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter. You can always at me at Tech Savvy Mama. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've actually already um, started Christmas shopping. And, you know, Fantastic. I do tons of business stories about holiday shopping. And people aren't giving well, not that you'd give a kid a rest, you know, a gift certificate to a restaurant, but there's no travel. There's really little right. entertainment outside the home this year. So it's going to sadly be the gift of like the sweater and the slippers this year <laughs> because we're so limited in what, what we can do and we don't need as much because we're not, you know, if kids are home for school, you don't need that full wardrobe. Right. But, but my point is we're like trying to swap ideas. You know, I always tell my, you know, my brothers and my sisters-in-law, okay, get the kids this. It's just easier. You don't have to return anything. Like it's way easier. So I'm making my list and I'm giving it to, you know, all the people who need it and we're swapping and I'm like, wow, I have no really solid ideas aside from bounce houses. Mm -hmm. I, I gifted a lot of people a bounce house for the backyard, but granted, you can't use it in the cold weather. Uh, I so know, right? we're just looking for like that one gift that will, you know, just waste time, get the kids tired mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you come off as a hero. So I am going to check out your gift guide because look, they got a lot of toys. They got a lot of clothes. They don't need the clothes and we're, we're out of ideas. I know, right? And sometimes I think sometimes it can be something great to do together. You know, look for those opportunities where you can do something different together. I know there's a subscription box called Radish Kids, and it's all about cooking. And the way they put together their box is really, really nice. So it can get kids, you know, you think about cooking and cooking is chemistry because you're mixing things, you're measuring. So that's math. There's so many great skills that go into cooking. Plus, it's a lifelong skill that all kids should eventually have. So why not use this family time, capitalize it and do it together. And while you're at it, make a meal together <laughs> because we all need to eat to be honest so wait wait I'm, fun. I'm writing this down how do you radish as in r-a-d-i-s-h um, radish r-a-d-d-i-s-h kids uh -huh. mm -hmm. that yep. is one great idea i've founded got a niece and a daughter who love to cook <laughs> wonderful founded by two moms it's a subscription so you can give it i mean maybe go in with some other relatives right and split up the cost so that way something new and fresh is coming to the door every month you're keeping things interesting it doesn't there's not a screen there you're just reading and following directions and doing some good measuring and integrated integrated skills along with your cooking that you're doing as a family see that's very clever. I know my mom was my mom wants to give all the kids um swing sets. I'm like, okay, that's great, except we can't use them in the winter. And I'm like, we've got a long winter ahead of us. But as a great right. gift, I'll take it. Very generous. Thank you, Mom. No kidding. I mean, maybe it, maybe we'll luck out. Maybe it'll be a mild winter, right? You never know. But also, those snow days are really great opportunities for kids to get outside and play. So I'm like, bring on the snow this year. We all can use a good excuse to just put on the snowsuits, just go out and have a good old-fashioned snowball fight, get us away from screens, and then come in and have hot cocoa. I know. I'm also thinking, I'm, th I'm like, okay, Okay, so we have an ice skating rink by us. Um, yeah, and I, I thought, I'm like, you know, if, if you just do maybe you book some private ice time or one instructor, this is really safe. I'm like, I don't think this is going to close down. So I'm actually compiling a list of, um, I guess, the experience gifts that will actually be legit. It's yeah. so funny. We're just, we're all desperate. We are in for one dark winter. Oh my gosh, I know, right? <laughs> 
we will get through it one way or another. We'll get through it. And that's the thing. I mean, I try to provide, I'm glad you look at my Twitter. I always try to provide different things for families because there's no one way to parent, especially during a pandemic. We're all just doing the best we can. So if I happen to post something that really resonates with somebody as they see it, like, great. I'm, I'm glad that I posted that and shared it with people. I also post a lot of really great things on my Tech Savvy Mama Facebook page. So have people, um, people can go there and look as well. So between it's, Twitter and Facebook, I try to share a lot of stuff because I don't have all the answers and I rely on other amazing people for my parenting tips too. So, you know, <laughs> we no, are all in this together. It's key. I have this one girlfriend, Tina, and she kind of just always is in the know. She just mm-hmm. knows everything. She knows the hottest toys. She knows the best restaurants. So I'm like, I, sometimes she must feel so, like she's so used by me. I'll just text her. I'll be like, I need, and of course, rapid fire back, like the best answers. And I feel like you're, you're Tina for a lot of people. Oh, you know? thanks. <laughs> I do happen to be that person on, in the neighborhood. Like my husband and I, when the kids were going away to camp in the summer because they're older, you know, we used to take that time and do happy hours before the pandemic. So I used to always get texts from friends like husband and I are finally going out for a date night. Where do you recommend for this kind of food or that kind of food? Like, where should we go? And yeah, same thing with gifts. So I channel all that knowledge, at least for gifts and things like that into the blog and share the wealth with everybody. (laughs) And last question as we wrap this up, how is your family doing right now? We're doing pretty well. You know, I teach middle school computer science part-time and I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old and we're just about through with quarter one. So that means a lot of grading final assignments for me and the kids are wrapping up. But, you know, feeling pretty solid about the end of first quarter and we'll just have to see where the rest of the, you know, the rest of the year takes us. Certainly, I was polling my students today about how they're feeling about the upcoming election. And there's a lot of anxiety out there with kids. So whether your kids have said it or not, depending on how old they are, they might be feeling a little anxious. So parents just keep tabs on that. Even, you know, next week, they might be feeling the same way. My five-year-old yesterday was telling me all about Joe Biden. I was floored. I was like, oh, you know about this. I know. I was like, okay. So there's no anxiety here because we don't have that level of understanding. (laughs) But I was shocked. I'm like, yes, this is, it's a very actively discussed election. Maybe we'll have you back to talk about some of that. Yeah, Um, kids pick up on all kinds of things, whether we think that they are or not. They're like little sponges. They're listening. So I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Leticia, (laughs) good, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you too. Thanks so much for having me on. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.